Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. I feel good. More than I should. You know, you've been singing all day, and I'm kind of concerned. I feel good. More than I should now. You okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> it's just another day in the uh, off season. Is uh, so <laughs> so like, bored. Like a few days into the off season, you're already singing to yourself and like Ugh. talking to yourself in the mirror. Yeah, and fantasy football start again. You know what I'm excited about though? XFL. Yeah, dude. I am. We've talked about. You know what? Frick it. Let's just start an XFL podcast. I'm I'm down. He's like, let's go. We just literally sit in a circle and talk crap about the XFL. Uh, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Thursday, February 6th. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Um, our final edition of Consistency is here. Tight ends part two. Um, we'll go through some of those. We do have a, a icebreaker to start the show. Mm. Um, this show will be inside 25 minutes, I think. For our audience, so well, we're we'll finally see. we're transitioning to those twenty five. We, we've episodes been saying that, and each episode still ends up being like forty five minutes. Uh, before we get into the icebreaker queue, check out our our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Champs on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review and share this podcast. With your friends, as always, for this entire series, except for last week, because we picked our Super Bowl picks and got them totally wrong. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I think that, were we were we picking with our hearts. I think yes. I was. He's like I was. I definitely was. I was trying a little to... bit of brain because defenses, I think, but for the most part, it was heart. Yeah. Um. So, who do you think will break out the tight end position in twenty twenty? Um. You're gonna, you're gonna probably, you know who it is. I don't even have to say it. It begins with a T and ends with a hawk. Yes, <laughs> the hawk, baby. I'm so in love with him. Yeah, he's my next. I my actually next don't disagree with you. I'll give you the easy one though. No font. No, no. I, I'll give you the easy one of T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Who are you gonna say? No font. No. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, go, go ahead. Give me your reasoning so on T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, while I decide. <laughs> Oh, while well, you decide, you haven't decided yet. <laughs> no. Um, the hawk for me. It's like when I'm at a I restaurant. Think he, he showed a lot of flashes last year. When I'm at a restaurant and I try to order food. Yeah. And I sit oh, there and stare at the menu. And you let I'm everybody too busy else go. talking that I don't even pick a menu item. And then the uh-huh. waitress comes over and everyone says, "Oh, we're good to eat. We're good to we're good to pick our food." And I'm sitting there with the menu going, "I didn't even read this thing yet." See, that's your so problem. Go you go. Home. You got to go in no having an idea in your your head. Yeah. What you want. You can't be going in blind or else that's going to happen. I go in blind, dude. I want well, the then full, that's, that's what's what's gonna full happen. experience. Fine. And you're still going to order your chicken or whatever you like to eat. I guarantee you. Or whatever. Your pot, your Cajun pasta, whatever it is. <laughs> continue <laughs> At your, the end uh, of the day. Continue your so, conversation. Um, yeah, I, I think last year we saw flashes of the Lions. They want to use Hawk. They, right. they took him 10th overall. Right. Uh, I, they've seen, I mean, every NFL team now has seen what, like, San Francisco and Kansas City has done. Right. I think TJ Hawkinson is kind of built like that. Um, he's Hawk. built like a Gronk. Like he's a big, physical, athletic tight end Love you, who's good in the passing game. Um, 
with Matt Stafford fully healthy, which I think is going to be very important in another year of him learning the offense, mm-hmm. I think Hawk can definitely break out. That's not you know not a bad one. Probably our number one breakout player for next year, the tight end position. I am kind of concerned only that uh, T.J. Hawkins is probably going to get overdrafted. I don't think he will. You don't think he will? No, okay. I think because you know why? Why? Because of all of the tight ends from this past season doing well. Yeah. Like I don't think he'll get drafted until like the twelfth round. Um. So let me let me. You know what? We we might got some. It's February. Yeah. Let's go on fantasy football calculator to see if it loads. Oh, wow. Dude, you want to see some ADP? Now, this is some early, early ADP. Dude, there's nothing here. Oh, here we go. All right. There is uh, something. Uh, we have, okay, so what do you want, half PPR? Half Ooh. PPR, tight ends. We'll, we'll Where's the Hawk rank? I'm, I'm going to say it's like 10th round. 7th, 706. Oh, what? 12 team, 706. How many tight ends are ahead of him? 10 team, 705. There's five tight ends ahead of him, or seven oh five. Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Henry, Andrews, and then the Hawk, oh, and then Waller. It. Yeah, see, that's dang it. Well, let me switch to twelve Hopefully team because I got more like information that. on that. So, in twelve team, it's Kittle, Kelsey, Ingram, Ertz, Andrews, Hooper, Waller, Hunter, Henry, then Hawk. Which would um, put him in the what round would that be? Seventh. Still seventh in twelve team. So they have that many tight ends going in the first seven rounds. Yeah. So in in a hmm. ten team league. I'm thinking that he'll probably end up in the um, sixth. Yeah, that's too early. Uh, I told you, people are going to – and that's Noah Fawn right now is in, is four picks off him, 7-10. That's too early, too. That's way too um, early. Yeah, so I'm going to give you my guy. He goes by the name of Mike Kosicki. I Oh, there you go. It took all of me. <clears throat> I don't even know why I'm doing this again. It took all of me not to take him as a breakout tight end last year. All of me. Yeah, which was a great decision. Yes. Um, I like Mike Kosicki a lot. I'm going to say this is a hard one because as much as I, I, get, think that's as a good much as I get excited, it is a good pick, but I got a question for you. Okay. Who's the quarterback for the quarter for the Dolphins? Um, I'm going to have to go hop in a time machine and come back to let you know because I don't know. Yeah, so it's gonna be Fitzpatrick, probably, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's gonna be two. If it's it, it, Tom Brady, here's my thing: is that if it's if it's if <laughs> wow, uh, if it's if it's Fitzpatrick, if it, pff, Fitz I magic. wanted to say it's Fitzmagic and Fitzpatrick came <laughs> out at the same time. So if if they bring Fitzpatrick back, which they are, yep, and he's gonna come back to the Dolphins and he's gonna play. I think it was a two year contract they signed him. I'm assuming that he's gonna start. Uh, if if they, they don't draft like Tua, I would expect Fitzpatrick to get week one start. start yeah, and then and then Tua comes in later, probably. Yeah. Um, while Rosen takes a crap. Well, Rosen is cut and probably yeah. the backup for the Panthers or the Patriots. Um, but I think Kasiki, he really he really needs a quarterback in order to succeed. We did this last year. What is one thing? One of the things that we learned in our show right after the season, top, top 10 things we learned about 2019, go check it out, still out there. One thing that we learned was not to rely on trash football teams for fantasy production. Oh, yeah. Miami is still a trash football team. Yes. Does Miami being a trash football team that can't move the football affect... Mike Kosicki's value, I think it does. 
Yeah. To me, I think Kosicki is a very high end risk, and uh, or a very low end risk, but he he equals out at high reward. If they do the right things in the off season, though, they they're still gonna be bad in my opinion. But yeah. they they could be, you know, like seven and nine. His ADP right now is eleven. So eleventh round. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Now Noah Font also depends on Drew Locke because that would be my other guy. Yeah, that's the that's the huge X factor. But like, I just Miami just is so hard to pick a tight end right now because he was he was actually good <laughs> he when was Fitzmagic was playing at the end of the year, and so he actually had a lot of targets, good production. He literally he's as tall as Gronk, he's as big as Gronk, he's literally Gronk. He's not as tall as the Hawk, but <laughs> no, I don't think he's as tall as Gronk. But he's basically. A, a tight end like that, and in an offense in Miami that is very similar to New England, I think they'll filter the ball through Gasicki, but it's just a matter of if they get the ball to him. So, anyway, um, is there any more thoughts you had on that before we move on to uh, uh, our, our main affair? No, I think podcast? we're good. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about tight end seven through twelve. Now, coming in at number seven is Jared Cook, who finished number four last year, I think, in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, so Cook had a 71% tight end one percentage, which Pretty is good. higher than Waller, Andrews, Ertz, and Austin Hooper. The yeah. reason why he finished so low is because they were all low-end tight end one performances, and then when he didn't finish as a tight end one, he, he was complete garbage. He got hurt, too, yep. when he had the concussion. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, he he was a disappointment, then he was great, and then he got hurt, and then it was... Yeah, back was, and forth. Yeah. But I mean, considering you probably draft, drafted him, what was he going last year? Like seventh round. It was like kind of early, but it wasn't super early. So yeah. you kind of got what you expected, bargained for. Yeah, like a, a top six, seven tight end, but right. nothing really more than that. Um, so he was fine last year. <laughs> he was okay. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jared. Now my concerns are obviously uh, <laughs> health, quarterback. Cook, Cook always age. ends in the top ten. He's actually like if you miss out on catching a breakout like this year I drafted, you know, you had Mark Andrews and Austin Hooper at times. Yeah. I had um I had Darren Waller. So it's like if you don't hit on a a tight end, right. you know, late in late rounds and you didn't draft one very high and you're sitting there with a crap tight end, I actually don't think that Jared Cook's a bad option for you. Um and I think that there are a lot of teams that like like if you looked at a team that had Jared Cook, who had Jared Cook in our league this year? I don't remember. Uh it was girl boy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, he tried to say it without saying his name. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, he. If you walked up to him and said, "Hey, I'll do a trade uh-huh. for Jared Cook," right? You could justifiably get a deal done without having to give up a lot, and be able to have a guy that was good enough to. You know, he, fill the position for now yeah, until you can no, figure absolutely. out. Absolutely. My only problem with Cook going into this upcoming season is, you know, the get, questions. Well, who's going to be the quarterback? Yep. Can you guess his age? That's 39. <laughs> Realistically. Uh, is he like 37? He's not that old. No. He's not? No, he's not that old. old That's like, he? not even Greg Olson is that old, I don't think. Oh, really? Dude, I'm jumping. Think of, a ti- think of like a Gronk retired at 30. 31. He's he's gonna be thirty three. Okay, yeah, this so is a little old for a tight end. That that is, this old. is very old. Yeah, so I agree with you. The age, 
is a factor. Oh, Greg Olson, I think he's like Oh, Greg, Greg now, Olson, who's considered like an old old man, is thirty four. Yeah. So I would I would, I agree with you. I, I think that Jared Cook has probably one or two more years left of viability. I would say yeah. If Drew yeah, Brees probably. plays, I think Jared Cook actually. But if it's has like Taysom Hill, you think you think Jared Cook's gonna have no, any value? No, no, That's why I'm saying. My next point was was Jared Cook needs the quarterback. Like he, if if Breeze doesn't come back, I really don't want yeah, to draft Cook. I don't want to draft Cook at all. I I probably won't draft Cook. I anyway. I would yeah. let somebody else do it. Yep. And then trade for him later if, if he ends he, up being good. Right. So like I'm not even putting Jared Cook. On yeah, my, I'm not. I'm probably not going to draft. Cook <laughs> I'm staying far away. <laughs> like here's my thing: is that Jared Cook? Like on our on our fantasy football calculator, he is right now being drafted in the 11th round. Right. If. I'd rather draft Gasecki. Yeah, like that's my thing is that if yeah. you have a if you have a tight end that old, I would rather draft Gasecki or Disley or somebody young that Yeah, Disley, I don't know. Disley's kind of been injured the last two years. He's the starting tight end and no because who Hollister. Was the, no, Hollister's not the starting tight end. Disley was until he got hurt and then Hollister took over and was really good. And I think because of that, Hollister's yeah. gonna be the Yeah, but Disley was just as good. Disley's been hurt two straight years. Listen, bro. Has Listen. had two straight season ending injuries. Whatever. I'm just saying, Disley's still young. I would rather take a risk on a younger tight end. My I get, point I get, is, I get your point. I understand your point. I don't like Will yeah, I'd rather take the risk on the young tight end than than go after the older guy. Right. But um Yeah, I don't know. I so we have some old tight ends on this list, too, to be exact. Um, some other guys that might be good. But anyway, moving on to the next guy, Tyler Higby. Now, last season, when Sheesh. I looked at the numbers, dude, I'll, I'll give you the tight end one percentage, 40%, tight end two percentage, 20%. I think he missed some time. But Higby well, he was the backup tight end li- for <laughs> yeah. half the season. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. Last year when I was looking up numbers of coaches and you know, you're trying to do some projections before the season and you look up, you know, uh, target percentages and where, you know, the team goes yeah. under under Sean McVay. They have only targeted their tight end position five to seven percent of the time. For some reason this year, for some reason. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Massive either. uptick. And now I'm confused. Was it because he was maybe because Cooks was, was battling injuries at times? I know. I think Woods missed a game or two. Yeah. So maybe in it. those games, the tight end position was forced to be like the third option in the right. offense. Um, I just look at that whole yeah, team. Because, no, yeah, you're right. You're, you, they had like Gurley, whoever's at running back for the Rams is yeah, an option. To throw to. Like I literally think the tight end in that offense is the fifth guy. And that's why I'm so confused about Because well, Gurley Tyler wasn't Higby. really that involved in the passing game. This now year. the good thing is, is that people are going to overdraft Tyler Higby, and I'm staying very far away. I don't think anyone's going to overdraft Tyler Higby because of Gerald Everett. Because who who's going to be the starting tight end? Yeah, no, I think it'll be Gerald Everett probably. Yeah, I mean, it might be. Tyler Higby's Higby going tenth. Everett's going ninth. Great job, people. Draft so they're both. They're both. They're yeah. both oh gosh, <laughs> stay away from all Rams tight ends, you clowns. Unless one gets chosen. And oh, for the love of God, he was so inconsistent though. Even like if you, I, I guarantee you, if you. If you had if you had uh, what's his name Gerald Everett in the whoever was the starting tight end did pretty good, yeah, for most of the season. But I I think the inconsistencies for both guys are really I don't know it, it's it's more scary for me to draft a Rams tight end than to come out and be yeah, like oh yeah here I'm we probably go. not going so yeah I I would stay away from Tyler Higby like and so you start this is where you start like when we were talking about on the last show 
Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews, Ertz, Hooper, those all those guys could all justifiably finish high next year. Yeah. Now you're getting into these guys. The first two guys we talk about, Cook and Higby. Cook's old, and we don't know who the quarterback's <laughs> going to be. And the Rams don't throw it to the tight end position because the only reason why they did is because they were forced to. Yeah. They might on a given week, but for the majority of the time, I don't think they're going <laughs> to. For the number seven and the number eight tight end, yeah, basically and also telling who you, stay is who is going to be the starting tight end with Rams? Yeah, because it might not be Tyler Higby; it might be Gerald Everett. Right. Um, Hunter Henry comes in at number nine on this list. Uh, he was a little bit more consistent. Came in at fifty-eight percent um, tight end one percentage. He had seven tight end one finishes on the year. Don't know how many games he played in though. I think he played in twelve. Okay. I want to say he missed f- four games. Okay. For that injury. Um. Now, Hunter Henry is a clear and obvious top five tight end if you want to choose one to rank in the top five. Like the talent of Henry and Ingram. Yeah, those two guys. Supersedes yeah. a lot of what now, happened. Well, what this was year the problem before the draft, though? Or, or do you remember last year before the draft, the talks of Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram? What was one of the concerns for both of those guys? Drafted way too high. Well, well <laughs> for me, at least. What was the concern, though, for those players? Injuries, injuries. Correct. So. They both got injured and missed a lot of time. You shouldn't be surprised by that. Like and that and if they go high again in the draft this year, you gotta expect Sixth one of those guys Henry. to miss a few games. Early ADP in February is the sixth round. That might go Henry. up depending if he goes to the Patriots and the Patriots keep Tom Brady. Yeah. That that will go up. He will be like a fourth or round pick. Tom Brady goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Or well, yeah, even that. Yeah, yeah. It'll go up. So I, I I like Hunter. I actually like Hunter Henry a lot. When he's healthy and plays, I I love Hunter. Henry. Like he was, if he played a full season, he probably would have finished with ten tight end one finishes, which puts you in that top five six conversation, right? So yeah, he missed five weeks. So for four me, weeks. yeah, and he was a Week tight one end to nine. six. He was a tight end nine, and he missed yeah. that long. But what do you, what he had like a um, freak injury though, right? He was like a he fib- wasn't expected fibula, to come back. Was it a shoulder? I don't remember what it was. He had like yeah, a it was. It, wasn't it was like a back. broken bone, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he came back anyway. Um, I do. I, I think you kind of have to like Henry, but at the same time, watch the value. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he's getting drafted fifth or sixth round. Watch the value. Understand the situation that he's going to be put in. Like if he stays the Rams, who's the? I mean the Chargers, who's the quarterback? Right. If he goes to a new team, mm-hmm. who, what? How good is that team? How good is that offense? Right. How good is that quarterback? Do they use tight ends? Like, there's a lot of factors factors right. with Hunter Henry. And if awesome. you look at that tight end one percentage, you know what I mean. It's up there with the top six or seven tight ends. Right. So it's like he's there. Like he doesn't blow. You know what I mean. Um, but he's just like the injuries are a problem. Like for me, if Hunter Henry's in the eighth, ninth, or tenth round, I'm okay drafting him in that range. Like not in the seventh or the sixth. He's gonna go. It depending. Like if he go. Like I said, if he goes to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They keep oh, Tom he's Brady. End up like a fifth round pick. If they keep if they keep Tom Brady, the the Patriots don't do anything this offseason but keep Brady and sign Hunter Henry. Yeah, offense wise, he's gonna go. I think we, he's gonna go like fourth round. I know you're shaking your head, but I think that yeah. I honestly think that's what where he'll go. That's so gross because people will view him as the next like, yuck. I like Hunter Henry a lot. I, like he's one of those guys that I'm so desperately like. I want him so bad on my fantasy team in like so many ways every single year, but I just can't do it. It's like it's like yeah. you just I, like I will never. You um, could you could have got him. Sure with, like he, a he got cut in our league. league when he got injured in week one. Yep. You you could. That's because people said he was going to go on IR for a whole season. So yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, number ten, 
is Dallas Goddard. Now, there was a guy that I thoroughly... This is a shot in the dark for him, so I guess... I don't know, but there was a guy on Instagram. um, Can't remember what his name is. uh, But he predicted... He did a whole video predicting that Dallas Goddard was going to be have a good finish this season. I freaking roasted him. You shouldn't have. And uh, I didn't do it publicly, but I talked to you. I talked to you about it, and I told you that, yeah. like he was like saying, Dallas Goder was going to be a top ten tight end, and I was, I was like mocking him. There's and, uh, re- there was reason behind his argument. Yeah, valid reason yeah. for one. And I think I might have told you this at the time, but I was still like, I don't believe it. But yeah. it, it makes sense because two years ago, do you remember? Philly likes to use two tight ends. They always right. have. Doug Peterson does. Because you know who was their second tight end when they beat New England in the Super Bowl? Who? It was Trey Burton. That's how he got his big contract. Interesting. They, yeah, Trey Burton was a backup tight end for Philly, had a monster Super Bowl, and had a pretty good under-the-radar season, mm-hmm. got his big contract with Chicago. And everyone overhyped him, and now he blows in Chicago. Right, but that's I, – I mean – Neither here nor there. You can make the argument about Trubitsky and why he blows and all that stuff, but – right. Um, Philly likes to use tight, two tight ends, so the argument that Dallas Goddard would have a good season mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. Um, I didn't believe it. You didn't believe it, and he ends up finishing in top ten. <laughs> yeah, no, the argument itself wasn't bad. He had eight tight end one finishes. Um, the He's rest better the than Ertz for some some parts of the season. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the time he was he was kind of trashy. Um, if Goddard, if something crazy happens, like the Eagles decide to move Ertz on, Ertz gets Zach traded. Ertz, right. Yeah. Um. I absolutely love Dallas Goddard, but I think he's one of those guys that could actually uh, be somebody that everyone else falls in love with if Zach Ertz leaves. He would be, yeah. And then and then ends up like a top six, six fifth overdrafted round. tight. See, this is my thing. is like I have these guys who I really like. like but what if they traded Ertz and then the rest, everyone was like, oh, who's this Goddard guy? Oh, he finished in the top ten. Oh, he might be good. And then they like decide to take him. I don't know. I don't know where he would go. He's yeah. not. I, I think he's going undrafted right now. Is he? Uh, no, ninth round. Freaking angus! Oh, wow, Jesus. that's with Ertz. Tight end. The tight end position looks like it's going nuts this year, huh? Yeah, dude. Everyone like remember last that. year you could get Hooper in the fifteenth round. <laughs> it was like, what? yeah, Kasicki. I think things will even out. They'll mellow yeah. out. Uh, oh yeah, it is, I mean it is February. Like right. we got February like ADP months. People are practicing. I'm not. I don't even draft until like after I, the NFL draft. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think. Goddard is one of those guys I think you could definitely list as a sleeper going into next year. Uh, somebody that you could put on your draft board. And if he does slip very far down the board, I would be okay taking him. But he's too much of a risk, too far too large. Like Risk equals reward is a massive thing in fantasy football, and there's risks that you want. We talk about calculated risks all the time. You can't make... Shot, close your eyes, throw a dart at the wall. Risks you have to have calculated, you know, smart risks that hey, they might not pay off. It might just completely blow. And and we've both made those mistakes before. But making those mistakes is a what makes you a better fantasy player, and b what wins you championships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you hit on one of those guys, like Dallas Goddard, you get you get him in the thirteenth round. Zach Ertz gets traded, and now you have this like number one tight end on your team and then he ends up blowing up the whole league. Right. Like you you took the right risk and it worked out. But the reality is is that sometimes those late round picks aren't going to work out and hopefully Goddard's not a ninth round pick because that would be ridiculously stupid. 
He's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be. Um, Mike Gesicki comes in at number 11. We talked about him a little bit earlier. You guy. Um, I love Mike Gesicki. Like he had uh, 31.25 tight end one percentage. Um, Pretty much that was from the end of the season. Yes. I want to give you the the numbers for Mike Gesicki of where um, he ranked on a week-to-week basis when they actually started throwing him the football. Um, when they started targeting him uh, in week, let's see, 12, he had the number five finish, number three finish, number 52. <laughs> Bad week. Uh, 15, two, and then nine. So, so that's what? Four top ten finishes? Yeah. That was from weeks 12 to 17. So if we pull that up in our uh, you know Fantasy Pros app, that puts Mike Kosicki in the top five of tight ends through the last six weeks of the season, uh, which is very good. Yeah. That's fair. Pretty good. Pretty darn good. I, the, the, like, the same questions apply as we talked about earlier. The quarterback position is a big question mark. The effectiveness of the offense is a big question mark. Um, I don't think the talent of Gesicki is a question mark. I think but yeah, he's one of my hugest concerns with Darren Waller coming hugest. into the season. One of the hugest, huge, concerns. huge. One of the big concerns with Darren Waller coming into the season was I knew he was going to be targeted a lot. I knew he was going to be a focal point in that offense. I knew that he was going to be good, and that's why I, I wanted him on my team, picked him up off the waiver wire before the season started, and started him week one is because. I knew he was talented, and I knew he was going to get the looks. Concerns for me were Oakland blows. You know what I mean? And they ended up being better than yeah, better than a lot of people thought. Yeah. But for me, it was like you toe the line of he's not in a very good offense, but he's going to get a lot of targets. So I think next year you're going to have Devontae Parker on the outside, and he's clearly going to be the one. But who's the two? Mike Kosicki. Yeah. So they do have a lot of – That to me is the line you have to walk. Do they have two first-round picks this year? I don't know. I think they have Pittsburgh's in their own. Because <laughs> from the when they traded that the safety. You think you're going to try to trade up? <laughs> Why would they do that? No, I'd probably Where do they have I, the seventh pick, eighth pick? I can't remember. They have fifth, I think. Oh, fifth? Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, Mike Gesicki, he, he definitely shows flashes. He wasn't consistent at all. He was bad for most of the season. Yep. He busts sometimes, and, and he does have bad games. But I think for me, Gesicki just he shows flashes of being a – extremely talented tight end, extremely good tight uh, end. Yeah, no, definitely. It just depends on the offense. Situation, quarterback, right. things that we mention this early in the offseason all the time. Now, this final guy we'll probably talk about for maybe a, a whole 35 seconds. <laughs> that man is? Jason Witten. Is he even um, going to play? Yes. So the question, obviously, he just to give you the numbers this year, he had the same uh, tight end one percentage as Mike Gesicki. He did, though, finish as a tight end two a lot more than um, Mike Gesicki did. But uh, I think I think for Jason Witten, I told, I told you during the season, you thought it was the grossest thing ever. I but still if do. You need, if you needed to stream a tight end. I don't want him. Like, you throw Jason Witten on your team. You might get you might get a touchdown out of him on that week if he's on a good matchup. And, uh, and then you just can have Jason Witten. That's fine. No, that's fine. I don't want him. Oh, I don't want him either. <laughs> Hot potato. I don't want him. He uh, should, if he plays next year, he should not be drafted. One and two. The only way I pick him up and use him is in a situation where I need to fill the tight end. I don't even think he's going to play. No, I don't think he's going to play either. But we'll have to see. Um, That is our number twelve tight end. Um, Is there anything else? Is there any other guy that you wanted to to mention? Uh, I was just going to say we we brought him up, but Evan Ingram. Yeah. Um, 
he's not on this list. I think he only played like six, six or seven. Yeah, he games. ended as the tight end eighteen, and he played in uh, eight games. Eight games, and but I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. one of those he played in, but he got injured in like the first quarter. Right. So he really only played in a few games this year, and uh, he showed flashes of being really good. <laughs> Bless oh, you. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> um, he showed flashes of being right. really good. Yeah. Uh, with another year of Daniel Jones, there's a lot of weapons on the team. It's similar to like Hooper's situation. Yeah. I think Evan Ingram might be more talented than Austin Hooper, though. No, I agree. But is Matt, Matt Ryan's better than Daniel Jones? So it evens out. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But I do think he'll be an interesting guy to look at. Yeah. I I actually really I I agree with you, Evan Ingram. I think here's here's what's gonna happen. I think the the likes of Darren Waller. Uh, Austin Hooper, uh, Mark Andrews, even those guys are going to probably probably my guess would be those guys are going to be ranked outside of the top five this year. And you're going to have guys like Evan. There it is. Every show. Five. You're going to have five tight ends in that. That was my fault because I brought up him. The consistency, those five tight ends that are going to be like consistently ranked in the top five this year. Going to be Kelsey Kittle. Um, Evan Ingram, I would say Mark Andrews is probably going to end up five, and then you're going to have um, Hunter Henry. Yeah, yeah. So those five guys are probably going to more consistently finish. The top four is probably going to consist of guys like like after Kittle and Zach Ertz too. I mean, this you're gonna you might end up with Darren Waller and Mark Andrews as six and seven coming off the board. And uh, you might you might get away with it, and that's not bad. But at the same time, we're gonna have to see because like I, so many guys got burned at the tight end right. position this year. But Evan Ingram, I did want to look up his number, where he was going. But I do think Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry are gonna be pushed up boards by uh, people like us ranking them high. Yeah. Uh, but you have Evan Ingram going off the board as the third tight end right now. He's the third tight end. Yes. That's too high. See what I'm saying though. That's ridiculous. Early ADP, take it, take it with a grain yeah, of salt. Yeah, I know. I... <sighs> yeah, so I, I just, I, I don't. Tight ends are it. interesting, man. Very interesting. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast and our consistency series. We're going to start a new series on Tuesday. Uh, there will be no news on Tuesday because our podcast is going to be recorded slightly earlier in yeah, the week because you got because I'm going away. Yes. So, um, anyway. Be sure to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, see you on Tuesday, Fantasy Champs. Enjoy your XFL weekend. Enjoy it. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.